views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to welcome you to Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on in our 10th year anniversary. We have planned an epic year for you of inspiring, transformative talk radio. Radio that uh, people didn't know about 10 years ago. It barely existed. And the people that were doing it had an idea, had a thought had a way to say, you know, there's something that could be done here to reach people all over the globe and let them understand what the world could be like uh, with inspirational messages, with tools to help people get unstuck, with the latest in natural holistic health, uh, with what's going on in the world to change the world from a grassroots, heart-to-heart level. That's what today's show is about. What does it mean to be in the face of that which disturbs you most? What does it mean to be at a place where you look at uh, people that don't have the three-car garage, that are barely able to get food in their stomachs? What does it mean to say yes to changing the world one person at a time? When we started this 10 years ago, We basically were, some people say, you know what, how did it feel to be all alone in a thing called the Internet that many people didn't think would go very far? And I I think back at that question now. And the answer is, I didn't think about it. I just did what I was called to do and started one of the first positive spiritual talk radio shows um, ever, actually. And, uh, and I'm not alone at this, so I don't want to take full credit. I, I, I believe that if you, you look at the world now, the people that are still doing this, uh, Patricia Raskin's one of them, uh, Robin Brenda Spears, uh, Conscious Talk, folks that have said yes to this years ago and have figured out a way to make this work. Many of us um, went through, uh, went to our credit cards, pulled it out, bought airtime over and over and over again. And, and folks would say, why did you do that? And I said, we couldn't not do it. It's something we were called to do. We knew that there was a purpose greater than ourselves. And today, I am introducing you to somebody that thought the same thing, but at a level 
that inspires all of us to take a look at our lives and ask ourselves, are we doing enough? Uh, Jim Zielkowski joining me here today is a founder, president, CEO of Build On and author of, the, uh, of this, uh, this book, this incredible book, okay? Wait till you hear what this is about. Walk in their shoes. Can one person change the world? i got to say, hell yeah, one and many others. Today I get to talk with him about what this means to travel to some of the most impoverished cities in the world and to take a career... All of us, it seems like all of us have this, we must have the same astrology chart. Derail his promising career in corporate finance to dedicate his life uh, to an incredible mission. And uh, this was founded in 1992. And I have to say something. It's really interesting about what I've discovered about 1990, 91, and 92. For many of us, these were pivotal years. We either decided to do something bigger and better in the world, or we decided to just quietly go into the night. Uh, Jim is here. We're going to talk about this vision, this mi- mission, where we were, where we are, and where we're going. Jim, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much. What a fabulous, fabulous you know, introduction in terms of just reading about you and reading about your life. But, but I do have to go back to, to 1990, 91, and 92. Because even though this was founded in 1992, right, um, there's something that happened earlier for you. And I I would love for you to talk about what was that thing that either pulled on you, made you absolutely miserable, (laughs) or maybe you saw a shining light come from the heavens that said, Jim, do this. What was it that was happening? Well, there wasn't. I I wish it was as uh, dramatic and and vivid as a shining light, Dr. Pat. But (laughs) what actually happened for me was after I graduated college, I worked a couple of jobs and saved as much money as I could and decided to backpack and hitchhike around the world for about a year. And I spent most of my time in developing countries. And the first developing country I I went to was India, and I was completely overwhelmed by extreme poverty, by the injustice of extreme poverty. And the next country I went to was Nepal, and and the poverty index was even more severe there. And I was climbing up into the mountains and, uh, you know, like 20-something days up into Solo Kumbu, and I was partway into Solo Kumbu and passed through a village where they were celebrating the opening of a school that they had built. And Dr. Pat, it was a two-day celebration. They never went home. And I was there at the tail end of it. So this was a a pretty big party. And and so now instead of seeing the injustice of extreme poverty, I'm seeing the hope and the courage and determination of this community around education, around a school that they built. And when I came back to the States, I saw poverty in our own country in a much different way, and especially in American inner cities, and, you know, saw the seemingly intractable problems with gang violence and, and drugs, and, and but also saw that hope and determination, especially in the, in the hearts of our youth. And I wanted to act on it, but I, I completely chickened out and took a, a fast-track job in, in finance at GE, and it took me about 15 months to finally get the courage up to, to leave GE and start up Build On. Well, I, I love this because, you know, somebody had said to me, just, and this is a, I, it used to be a little joke, but now I've come to know that uh, energetically uh, wise and what's happening and what's happened over the past several decades, they were not joking. You know, uh, my friend said there was something in the air 
in 19, I, I can't remember, I think 1990, 1991, 1992. And, and my friend said it started about 89. There was something, there was mm. un, a personal unrest, oh. a collective personal unrest. That was the term. For me, I, I, I had to stand up as well. Uh, you know, mine was a bit different, my story. Um, I was, supposed, I was the, the head of HR. I'd worked my way up in the company, and I was supposed to fire somebody that had one month uh, away from a 30-year pension. And it, we have these moments, wow. and this is what I would like to talk with you about. We have these moments, don't we? And there are many of them. They're not just one. You know, I was interviewed uh, not too long ago, and I was asked uh, about the moment. There, there isn't a moment. There's a big moment where you make a decision like you made. But I would love to talk with you about the, the challenges thereafter. And, and I think this is an important conversation because I think sometimes, Jim, when folks hear uh, your story or they hear me talk and they see where we are now, it doesn't come without uh, an inner, deep inner reflection of our lives, but also some tough decisions, sometimes personal ones, where we have to leave people we love behind. What were some of these things for you? that you had to face as you moved forward with this? Well, there were there were a lot of them, uh, and I, I think probably the most uh, intense of these moments for me came in Africa when we were building our very mm-hmm. first school. And we were building in this very remote village called Missomali, and it was in the heart of Malawi, Africa, and extremely removed from anything, completely off the grid. And we were working to build this first school, and about a month and a half into the project, I uh, contracted malaria, and I had a 104-degree fever, and I had dysentery at the same time, collapsed, lost consciousness, apparently went into convulsions, and and, uh, literally, by the grace of God, my brother Dave was able to drag me into one of two hospitals that they had in the entire country at that time. And uh, neither Dave or I uh, know how long I was out. We think it was a couple of days. But when I finally came to again, I was in this hospital room, and I I looked down at my arms, and I had all these needle marks and bruises up and down both forearms. And this really shook me up because at the time, the HIV-AIDS infection rates in in Malawi were over 30% nationally. And and then the doctor came in the room, and, and he said, two more hours away from this hospital, and you would have been dead. And, you know, he said my veins had already begun to collapse and and they couldn't get an IV into me. And and finally they did. They saved my life. And luckily I was back on my feet in a couple of days and and I decided to go back into the village. My brother Dave had malaria as well, but he had to come back to the States to recover because he had a different strain. So, So my moment happened, you know, as I'm walking back into the village alone realizing that my brother Dave won't be there if something happens this time. And, and I'm about, you know, about four or five miles from the village. I look around and I, I look at these community members and I started to think about them. I started to realize that when they contract malaria, they don't have a near-death experience. They die, you know, yeah. and, and, and why did I survive and they don't? It's extreme poverty. You know, they couldn't afford the $20 to go to that hospital or even $2 for a mosquito net. You know, and, and I was overwhelmed and, and t- completely terrified and uh, wanted to turn around and start walking away from the village. But then I thought that, man, if we could get that school built, then maybe, maybe, you know, they could break the cycle of extreme poverty through education. And they don't need people like me to come in there and, and, and to help them build schools. And, and so so I kept walking and, 
you know, we it was very difficult, but we got that school built. 150 kids attending when I left. It was a really rough experience, but you know, it changed the trajectory of that community forever. Well, you know, and this is really uh, this is really something that you know I wanted to talk with you about um, throughout the show today. But first of all, let me thank you for joining me here, Jim, and let me acknowledge uh, what you've done. Uh, we hear so often, and I, and I would love for you to, to talk to this, and then we'll talk about the book um, in, in much more detail. Right now, I've been, I've been on air 10 years. I don't know if you heard that in the introduction. That I, means, I did. Congratulations. Uh, yes, thank you. I, I love this. I love what I do. I never thought it was even possible. This is not anything I planned, by the way. Um, and, and about 8,000 interviews, uh, I pretty much read or make sure I'm familiar with just about every book that comes across my desk. Those, those big, fat 500-page books are a little bit more difficult. Um, but one of the things that I, I've been hearing recently from our listeners is I don't know my purpose. I don't know my purpose. Um, I, I want to know my purpose. And every call-in show, you can count on at least one to two people that are asking, I want to know my purpose. And I would like you to, to to talk a little bit about your thoughts about people finding their purpose. Because you didn't just step in and say, oh, this is where I'm going. You took that finance job, right? I took that corporate job. I was there 25 yep. years. You were the, I, I took me a lot. I'm a little slower than you are. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. You did, you did the right thing, though. And that, that's what's yeah. important. So tell me about purpose. Because people think... If I take the red pill or the blue, the, you know, the red or the blue pill, I'm going to take the red pill and bam, my purpose. Tell us a little bit about this and what it was like for you when you realized, wow, this might be my purpose. Well, I, I, um, just to give you context on, on how to, in answering that question, mm-hmm. what, we, what we've done over the last 22 years is we, we built this organization. It's called Build On, and we mobilize urban youth from some of the toughest neighborhoods in the United States, from Detroit and Chicago and Oakland, San Francisco, South Bronx, East New York. And we get these kids involved in intensive local service, working directly with elders, homeless people, younger children. And at the same time, these kids help build schools in developing countries. So they are transforming their communities through service and changing the world through education. These youth, Dr. Pat, have contributed over 1.2 million hours of service. And they've helped us build over 600 schools in some of the economically poorest countries on the planet, including now four countries in Africa, Nepal, Nicaragua, and, and Haiti. And so, you know, I, I, I can really empathize and relate to how you described finding your sense of purpose. It didn't. It doesn't happen in a, in a single moment. It didn't happen in a single mm-hmm. moment for me. I think that as I got more and more involved in this work and I saw the extraordinary and the extreme circumstances that our youth from Detroit, from the South Bronx, were, were overcoming through compassion, through service, through grit. And then, and then, and then the community members in these 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 impoverished countries. So what they were doing uh, to change things through education, I was inspired by them, and and my sense of purpose really came from them. They they became uh, for me heroes. They they took on heroic proportions, and that's one of the reasons I I wanted to title the book "Walk in Their Shoes." You know, because I wanted to walk in their shoes. I, I mean. Uh-huh. 
these folks that nobody's ever heard of. I'd love to tell you about a couple of them because they are the real yeah. heroes. That, I would love to hear about them. It's so funny you grew, you talk about the South Bronx. You know, I don't know if you knew, knew I was born in the Bronx. And oh, I did not know that. I did, and and lived in some of those projects you're talking about here. No Jim. kidding. Where, where did you go to school? Where did you go to high school? I went to Christopher Columbus High School, Junior High School 101, and PS4, PS14. Wow, I know those so, schools. Christopher Columbus, for sure. Um, uh, I had a choice, though. There were a couple of others uh, that, that were there that I could go to. And so before that, though, um, uh, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, we lived in a part uh, of the Bronx that uh, people uh, talk about these days in Hunts Point. I'm sure you're familiar with Hunts Point. Uh, but this is how the long and winding road takes us to a conversation with my guest today. Fabulous book. You're going to hear lots about these stories today. Walk in their shoes. Can one person change the world? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. And my very special guest, Jim Ziolkowski. We'll be right back. Hey, Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome! I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. about everything that is going on at Transformation Talk Radio. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter. Stay updated on new hosts, inspiring guests, and good news articles from around the world. We look forward to having you join our community. kind of radio show. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. We will be paying forward so many ideas, so many tools, so many gifts to all of you because you have inspired us to be better and better and better each year. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio, that's my line. Non-stop shows, 24 hours, 7 days. Positive Talk Radio is the new craze. Learn to live your life the best you can. All hosts of TTR will lend a hand. Transform, inspire, educate, create. Tune in now. Our shows are actually really great. Tell your friends, your brother, dad, and mom to tune in at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. 
go to facebook.com slash the Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to twitter.com slash the Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's facebook.com slash the Dr. Pat Show and twitter.com slash the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so honored to have Jim Zylkowski joining me here today. Walk in their shoes. Can one person change the world? You bet. Uh, I want to make sure that everyone has a way to find out more about what you're doing, Jim, and how they can get involved. So let's make sure we're taking them, you know, to the website, to the Build On website, if we could. Um, I have the website, so www.buildon.org. Uh, build on. Uh, I love the hold I am videos that are on this site. Any of us that has ever worked with youth, as I do, one of the first things we do at the end of a project is we have them build a credo. And if you want to know what credo is, go look at it or just go to buildon.org. And if you go there, take a look at what what these people are saying. These these amazing young people are saying about the I am. Jim, thank you for joining me here today. Let's talk a little bit about uh, these inspirational uh, folks that you work with. The whole idea of an I am is is we know that that's powerful. But I want to ask you, um, what has been, what have you seen with the the people you work with, the young young folks you work with, what have you seen as their greatest uh, accomplishments and some of the greatest challenges, if you will. Mm. I'd love to hear some wow. stories. Well, that's a that's a great question, and, and uh, immediately this this girl Raya Gaddy comes to mind. And I met Raya for the first time in Detroit, Michigan, in a, in a shelter for homeless veterans in Detroit, Michigan. And she was serving meals. She was preparing and serving meals, and I was alongside her. And I noticed how she connected with the vets, these guys that served in Afghanistan, you know, Iraq, Vietnam, all these different places that had tough circumstances. But she connected with them so gracefully, and she had this enormous smile. So afterwards, I said to Ray, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you connect with these guys in such a meaningful way? And she looked at me, and she said, you know, these guys gave me my smile back. And I thought she was kidding. I, I said, so did you lose your smile or something? She goes, I, actually, I did. And I got to know Rhea really well and, and, and ended up writing an entire chapter about her. And she was never closer to anybody than her older brother, Vandell. And uh, he took her to school. You know, he took her to service projects. He was the one that always took her out to celebrate her birthday. And about four weeks before Rhea's 15th birthday, Vandell was shot down by an AK-47. He was killed. And and Rhea was just absolutely devastated. You know, she couldn't function. And and when her birthday finally rolled around, she knew that there was no way she could celebrate without Vandell. Mm. And so instead of celebrating, she decided to do a day of service in honor of him. And, And that's the first time that she went to the Detroit Vet Center. And she went there, Dr. Pat, thinking that she was going to help the she was going to help these vets, but these guys could sense her sorrow, her pain, and they talked to her and they lifted her up. You know, and, and she went on to do over 700 hours of service with people like these vets through her high school career. 
she built a school in Nicaragua with us. And now, now she's a, a sophomore at Bowling Green State University. She's an honor student. You know, and that is the power of service. That That is the power of connecting and lifting up the people around us. And, you know, Ray is not alone. Ninety-four percent of the kids that we work with not only graduate, they go to college. And we've had all these outside evaluations done, and they all point to the same thing. Causal link between these programs and improved academic achievement because kids realize that they can change people's lives, that they can Mm -hmm. transform their communities. When they realize the change they can make in their communities, they elevate expectations for themselves. And and so it's very, very powerful on, on many levels. And like you, I feel very fortunate to be doing this work and to be to walking in the shoes of, of Rhea Gaddy and, and in her shadow, frankly. I think it's a, I think it's a powerful story. Also, it's a story that has to do with real people and real action. Uh, and what do you think? Let me just ask you a question. What do you think sets our, our youth apart these days? I don't like to generalize or stereotype, but I, but I want to take a moment to do this because I, I don't know about you, but for years I have heard, you know, about our youth. This generation doesn't want to work. This generation doesn't want to do this. This generation is only texting. This ge- I mean, I know you've heard the same thing. Uh, but I step back and I say, whoa, this generation is changing lives. Uh, and so I want to ask you about this. I, do you think the folks that, you know, the young young folks that are working with you are an anomaly, or do you think they're trying to, they have to shake a bad rap, so to speak, or maybe a combination of both? Oh, I don't think they're an anomaly. Um, and, and if they have a bad rap, it's a misconception on the part of right. the people uh, around them looking in. I'm, I'm convinced, Dr. Pat, that this is the generation. These are the youth that will break the cycle of poverty, illiteracy, and low expectations, and I'm seeing them do it through service and education every day. I mean, Ray Agatti's not alone. They, our kids from the South Bronx to the East Bay to Philadelphia to Detroit to Chicago, all over the country are united behind service. They've contributed over 1.2 million hours of service. They, I see these kids going into shelters where they once had to get meals and preparing meals for folks. I see these kids working with younger children that have developmental disabilities lifting them up, working with them every Saturday in, in the South Bronx where you grew up. I see these mm. kids stepping up every week to turn things around. So I, I am convinced, you know, that, that these kids will be, this, this is the generation that will break this cycle. They are stepping up. They are very powerful, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm learning a lot from them. So uh, one of the things I do want to talk about is, you know, the education crisis. I, I, I would like you and I to have a, a chat. Very, very powerful on the web, website BuildOn, buildon.org. Very powerful. Click on the education crisis um, menu up there. Uh, we have in this country, you know, we have information that says even in our own country, uh, we're looking at the people that actually do stay in school and actually what kind of education they're getting. But no one recently is really shining a light except for you and, and a handful of others on the dropouts that are having. It's as, if, it's as if our attention has moved on 
from the dropout era. Remember when there was the dropout era? Probably not. Probably I remember the dropout era because I was growing up in it. But there was this dropout era. It's like, oh, my God, the dropout rate, the dropout rate. All of a sudden, the dropout rate gets silent. Um, it, what is it that's going on here? Do we think it's not important to pay attention to the dropout rate? Or are, are we just overwhelmed with so many other things? But the dropout rate has not gotten better. And, and, and somehow we think it has. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad you asked that question, Dr. Pat, because I think you're right. I think not enough people realize that every 26 seconds somebody in the United States drops out of school, mm-hmm. somebody gives up, or somebody gives up on these youth. Every 26 yeah. seconds we lose one. We just lost one in the last 26 seconds. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we, uh, as an example, we're working not in Hunts Point, where I think you're from, in the South Bronx, at a school <laughs> called Banana Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, and the graduation rates at, at, at Banana Kelly are under 50%. You know, and this is a school where they've had three principals in three years, where there was only one teacher there last year that was there the year before, where, where there was a, a riot on campus where 14 kids were arrested by NYPD. Yet we have kids, 150 kids consistently coming out from this school to do service in their communities, to turn their communities around. And these kids are elevating their expectations in the classroom. They're succeeding. And we form this incredible partnership with the school, the administrator, the principal, the teachers. The teachers are doing some heroic work there. And we've been able to connect with these kids in such a profound way. I'm headed to to West Africa in about three weeks Mm -hmm with a team of kids from this school in the South Bronx to build a school. That's right. And, 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 and the last time I went out with these kids, I was in Haiti, this from the same school. And I was, you know, working alongside this girl named Marlena. This girl's like 15 years old. Her best friend was was killed on, on Thanksgiving Day uh, last year uh, in 2012. She uh, had all left. She was failing, you know, every class. She had missed 44 days of school, and that's where the dropout crisis originates. You know, it's just mm-hmm. missing school. And so, so Marlene and I are working side-by-side, side building a school together in Haiti. And I look at Marlene and I say, so what do you think? Can one person change the world? And she looks at me and she smiles and she nods and she thinks for a minute. And then she says, yes, Jim, one person can change the world, but not by yourself. And I thought, man, that is the best answer to that question I've ever heard. It's a paradox. It is true. Yeah. Yeah, We can only do it together. And it came from Marlena. And now Marlena is an honor student. She hasn't missed a day of school this year. Mm -hmm. What's different? She's connecting in her community. She's helping to turn things around. She's changing the world. She's coming to school. Service does that. Service brings kids out. Well, one of the things that, you know, we know is that service comes in many, many forms. We're going to take a short break. We're going to talk about, you know, what is it that you can know, get involved with. And, you know, if you take a look at what Jim has done and some of the stories he tells in the book, how are neighborhoods being transformed? How about Harlem? How about the places that we hear about, we know about, places all over the country, all over the world, that now have a new lease on life. The shakers and the movers, maybe a student that wants an education, for sure. 
But how about you? Can you get involved? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show uh, and Transformation Talk Radio. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Fight Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit fightbackforacure.org. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast with a world full of loyal fans. What's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us at Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at TransformationTalkRadio.com and then we'll give you a call. You are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Walk in their shoes. Can one person change the world? Fabulous book by Jim uh, Zyokowski. And for those of you out there, the book has not not just some incredible stories in here, some really great pictures um, of people working side by side, young people, older people, men, women, boys, girls. It doesn't matter. You know, there's no categorization when we talk about poverty and when we talk about inspiration for positive change. There's not a group, there's not a color, there's not a generation, there's not a race. It is transcendent. And so today, because uh, Jim decided that his life was meant to be much more than what it was, at some point in time in the 90s, and I'll tell you, you know, there was something going on back then, uh, he's here with me today. His work, his organization continues to thrive. Uh, and when they sit down to put their vision board together, it is all about service. Uh, Jim, thank you for for joining the show today, and thank you for doing what you do. Well, you're welcome. Many- it's, a, it's an honor to be here, Dr. Pat. I really appreciate uh, it's it. Great. It's great to have you here. I know that time has passed. People say to me, oh, but, you know, it's like 20-something years. Yeah, it is. Um, And it does take a village. But I want you to share a bit about uh, reflecting back for a minute in a couple ways. You know, when you think about and you go back to that village uh, or you go back to a community perhaps you hadn't been back, uh, back, back to in a long time, you know, what is it you reflect upon and and what do you think uh, had the most influence on your virtues and values in this lifetime? Wow, those are those are uh, very very good questions, uh, Doctor Pat. I I mean, 
I did go back to that first village uh, in Africa where we built a school, Miss Omali Village. I, I didn't. It took me 20 years to get myself to, to to get back to that village. When I left the village, I never looked back. I never wanted to go back. I, uh, you know, a lot of I lost a lot of friends there to uh, AIDS and to malaria from the community, and and so I, it was very difficult to head back into that community. Um, when I got to the village, I was I was shocked because I found out that. You know, the chief had died from AIDS. One of my closest friends, our construction supervisor, died from AIDS. And I was looking for this this other guy, Stephen Tambani. You know, there's hundreds of people that came to welcome me. So it's this huge celebration. And I'm I'm just oh, I'm just trying to pick myself up and keep going because I'm getting all this this sad news. And then I, yeah. I can't find Stephen. And 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 after 20 minutes, I I, I realized he probably didn't make it. And then, mm. you know, after half an hour, he emerged from the crowd. You know, and there he was, and 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 this guy, I mean, he was by my side every step of the way, every minute when I was there 20 years ago. You know, he gave me the courage to keep going, to 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 to, to stay in there, and this was such a special moment when I saw Stephen. Then he took me to the center of the village, and I was I was completely shocked because I did not know which school was ours. Instead of one school and 150 kids attending, there are five schools. And a thousand wow. kids going to the school every day, and 533 of the children are girls. You know, and, and they went on to build those four schools without me, without us. They did that. You know, and, and then and then Stephen introduced me to his daughter, this this beautiful 20 year old girl, and I'm like, I held that girl in my arm when she was a baby. That was his first child. Her name's Ruthie. And then he pulled me aside. He said. You know, Ruthie went to the school that we built, and she went to all five of those schools. And then he said, you know, I'm an illiterate man. I can't even read and write. But Ruthie, she went on to become a teacher, and she'll lift up my family's name forever. You know, and, and that's the impact of education. It completely changed the trajectory of Stephen's life, of his daughter's life, of the communities and in, in generations to follow of their lives. And... and you know, and then Stephen, to, to answer your question, you know, talk to, talk to me about you know which you've asked a couple of times about what yeah. that that moment. Stephen said to me, he said you were the ignition. You know, to me, and I I, I thought about that word, wow. the act of starting a fire so that an engine begins to work. And I you know I thought wow. about that for a few minutes, and I looked back at, at Stephen. I said, no way. You know, you lit that fire twenty years ago. And, and now Ruthie's lighting fires. You know, and, and education is a fire that can never be put out. So I learned from Stephen one of the most important lessons in my life, and that that is that if we have the courage to confront our fears, we can lead much bigger lives. Mm-hmm. And so we have to look out and be present in our communities and, and decide what we're passionate about, whether it's in our, our churches or temples or mosques whether it's in our places of work, whether it's in our schools, our neighborhoods. Decide what's important, what can change, what you can contribute to. Confront your fears if you have them. We all do. Take that first step and get involved. You know, and, and, and to your point, you can get involved and build on. You can come help us build schools, yeah. literally. Yeah. You can start a chapter. You can come out and start building schools. You can also do service in your own community. You know, and, and so you don't have to quit your job and move to Africa like I did or, or move move to Harlem, you know, or, or which I did after that. You don't have to do that. You, you just 
got to be present and humble enough to to really look out and see the 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 role models that are there, like Rhea, like Stephen, you know, that that that, that we can learn from and and whose shoes we can walk in. Well, you know, part of this is really getting past our own our own stuckness, and and I want to just talk to this for a minute because. Uh, I don't want to downplay. I think that's the right term I want to use, Jim. I don't want to downplay what we've gone through in these in these past five, six years, and I, I, I don't want to do that. I know you and I um, were talking about youth right now because this has been a ripple effect, uh, in, my, in my opinion. And, and let me just talk about this. It used to be homeless. Uh, happened to people like me, maybe because you were living in a place and yeah, your parents were tired of you, and you you just thought you were too cool to fool. Uh, and then we went through this idea of this poverty level. But something happened in the past five years, and my friend Val John Ferris talks about it. This is a white male in society, upper middle class, a pioneer in motivation, found himself living in a tent in Sacramento. He now uh, is a, he now is the founder of iCareAmerica.org. But we have busted the myth that poverty and the situation and, and and the circumstances that you're describing are only for the poor. And now I think, don't you think we have a reality that it can happen in a nanosecond to people that least expect it? I'd like for you to talk to that for a minute. Well, I agree. It can happen in a nanosecond, and and we don't know what's around that next corner, you know. And and I think starting in 2008 and and coming all the way up to the present, we've realized that, and we've seen it in a, in a very dramatic way. And we have to be, I think, cognizant and compassionate. We have to be, you know, willing to you know feel the pain to an extent of those around us, uh, but also step up. And, and lift each other up. And, you know, I learned a lot of these lessons uh, from community members in, in these different neighborhoods. And, you know, after, after I graduated college and went to work for GE and then started Build On, I spent three years living in mud huts around the world, you know, learning to build schools. When I came back, you know, we're running these programs for urban youth, but I had no experience in urban America. I did not feel qualified to run these programs. I grew up right. in a small town in Michigan. So, so I moved into... Um, one of the neighborhoods where our kids lived that we were working with, and it, it was in Harlem, and I, it was a, I moved into a half-boarded-up brownstone, and um, our first winter, the heat got shut. My first winter, the heat got shut off for for two months, you know. And and uh, it turns out that according to the New York Times, this was like the worst drug trafficking neighborhood in wow. New York City at the time, you know, and and. Uh, it was incredible. I got arrested one night for stealing my own car. It's a long, hilarious, crazy yeah. story, but it, 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 these, uh, my car had been stolen by somebody else, and then it was recovered, and then I, they gave it back to me, but they never took it off the list, so they arrested me, and, and they threw me in jail. And I'm sitting in this cell, you know, and, and I'm furious. You know, I'm trying to not get myself in any worse trouble, but I'm f- furious. And finally, I settle down after 10 minutes. I look over. I see there's a guy in the cell with me and I didn't even notice him before. And I, and I figured, wow, you know, I'm in, in, in jail. I got to ask the, the age old question. So I look over and I say, say to him, I said, so, so what are you in for? <laughs> and this guy goes, ah, oh, you know, 10 grams of this, 
six, 16 mm. ounces of that and half a pound, all these drug-related charges, this litany. And then he, he says to me, what about you? What are you in for? And I said, me, I'm innocent. And the guy <laughs> says, me too. Me too, man. Oh, we'll be out of here in no time. So, oh, that is I mean, I tell this story, and, and there are parts of it that are very sad, parts that are that are tragic. But what I learned in these three years living in this in this neighborhood are that our kids deal with, you know, an, right. a, a, a really big challenges from gang violence every day. You know, we we could hear gunshots every night to drugs. Every their day. heat gets shut off. You know, they're, right. the stop and frisk is huge. Was huge in New York City. All these things are happening. But but I got to tell you. You know, mm-hmm. these kids, and they are inches from homelessness all the time. You know, they most of the kids we work with have spent time in shelters or get their meals there. You know, and, and I've never heard one of these kids talk about escaping. I never heard one no. of them talk about getting out. You know, no. what I hear them talk about is turning it around. They want to make things better for their family and their friends. And again, Pat, this is why I'm so convinced that this generation is going to be the generation to turn things around, to break that cycle of extreme poverty. I agree with you. Let's go to break. Because I didn't think I was going to get out of the Bronx. I didn't really see how that was even possible. As a matter of fact, I didn't even see that it was on my radar. I didn't know that there was a world that exists. You know, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going, to, we're going to talk about how we all are digitally connected, what that means, and how the power of change can come through technology. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Tune in each Tuesday at noon Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie Kroll, featuring weekly segments with David Eisen and the Chakra Sound System. Each week, you will journey through infinite possibilities, expand into social potential, and find beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. Changemakers from around the world will explore what's emergent about the environment, relationships, health, the arts, education, and the evolution of consciousness. Visit TheDrJulieShow.com. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for the hit show Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that'll help catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers and lightworkers guaranteed to raise your vibration. Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity is what makes this show super special. Visit FogCityPsychic.com to find out more and to book your private intuitive reading today. Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com for the hit radio show that illuminates the heart-centered bond of animal and human as souls destined to find each other in a lifetime. Each week, this world-renowned animal communicator, through her live call-in show, will assist you in understanding animals as light beings, here to raise the vibrational level of this planet. They're ready. Are you... 
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Welcome back, everyone. For more information about us, go to the DrPatShow.com or Transformation Talk Radio. For more information about Build On, certainly check it out. Get involved. Go to BuildOn.org. Get a copy of, of the book. It will give you a lot of information, but more importantly, it will inspire you to look at your life in a different way. You know, I was sharing a story with Jim about uh, how, how did I get from the Bronx to homeless to, to today, and it's a longer story, but I will say this about it, Jim. I looked up, and I, I, I went into the Greenbrook Motel, and, and I went up to the desk, and I said to the man, I, I need a room. I promise I, I am on the street. Now, you have to go back in time to what year this was. And back then, young people that didn't have a home was not the norm. You see what I'm saying here? And, 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 and if you went and asked somebody for help, what would they say to you? And he turned around and he handed me a key. And two weeks later, I had gotten the job that I thought I was going to get. I was selling hot dogs off the street. I was cleaning fish. I was doing whatever I could do because I knew intuitively somehow that had I not asked for help, I would be with a group of people selling drugs, taking drugs, and my life would be very different. And so I don't have a rational explanation except I was tapped on the shoulder by an angel. And you're the angel, uh, you and the, the countless others that are helping young people see another way. You all are angels, just like this man was to me. Um, and I've had many angels along the way. Radio for me, and to answer your question, I dialed the wrong phone number, and that's another story. But the point is, you have become, uh, for people, the inspiration in action. And that's what I love about this conversation with you today. Because now, as I said before the break, technology has allowed people all over the world to, to get involved. Tell us how we might do that, Jim. Well, I think... You know, we, we, we've seen with our students how they have connected with different social media platforms from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram, and it's amazing. And we're, we're connecting with kids in their communities in, in, in the United States, and they're connecting with each other, and it, it creates this, this greater sense of, of belonging. And we're also connecting across continents from Africa to, you know, Burkina Faso, Mali, Malawi, Senegal. We're in, in, in Haiti and Nicaragua and Nepal. And technology has empowered us to really connect people 
in so many radical and important ways. Um, what I would suggest to, to anybody listening is that we take we just take one more step. You know, we there's a lot that can be done with social media. There's a lot of important information that can be shared and people can be moved and inspired through it. But we ultimately have to step up and take action. We have to go into our communities, into our schools, and we have to connect with people. I think that is just so critical, and that's where we've seen the greatest transformation happen, is by just reaching out and helping somebody. You know, you can you can connect with homeless people in different shelters and different facilities. You can share with them and grow and learn from them the way Raya did, the, the veterans in Detroit, Michigan. You can work with younger children, tutoring and mentoring. I think that is one of the most important things that we can do, and everybody can do this. We have a, a bunch of kids in Detroit. You know, we're working in six high schools there, and and the students in one of our schools, and this is in east east northeast Detroit, was one of the toughest neighborhoods. It's one of the most dangerous zip codes in Michigan. These kids are they they go next door and they tutor in an elementary school for third graders, and then and then adults started coming to be tutored by our high school students to to get their GED, and then the parents of the third graders were coming because they wanted to to learn how to read and write so they could help their kids with their homework. It's powerful. And there's this multiplying effect. And 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 I think that one of the main points of the book is that when you when you do service, when you connect with a community, when you like in, in Miss O'Malley Village with Stephen, you come back and you, you see the, the impact that, that your your service has. You know, what you contribute, what you share can never be taken away. So I just encourage people to connect digitally. Use it as a vehicle to get active, to get out into your into your communities. Well, I think this is really what we're talking about here in the world, to be able to say, you know, get off the couch, uh, get involved. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, part of this is you demonstrating that getting involved, taking inspired action, uh, bringing people together from a collaborative point of view, uh, all of that does create change that is lasting. See, you know, this is really, you know, the year where we're talking about lasting change, transformative change, change that doesn't uh, take uh, 500 years, but inspired by action in a nanosecond. I want to thank you for joining me today. And I wanted to ask you this last question. Um, what would you like to leave us with today, uh, whether it be a story or a personal message? What would you like to leave us with here today? Wow, that's that's a that's a that's another very good question, Doctor Pat. <laughs> I think I would just like everyone to know uh, that we can make change, that we can turn things around, and and I, I think that if if we're present. You know, and, and in the moment, if we're humble enough to look out into our communities, we can grow and learn from the people around us, and we can make change. It, it's all about taking that first step, going into your schools, going into your community, and touching somebody's life, because the, the impact on your own is indescribable. So I guess, uh, you know, my message would be go out and light that fire, because uh, it's a flame. It's a flame that nobody can put out. I love it.
Jim. Thank you so much. And, folks, please go ahead and uh, go to the website, buildon.org, buildon.org. Get involved. Change the world. Thank you, Jim. I, I'm, I'm so honored to have you on the show today. Oh, that's a mutual feeling. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It's been great. I really appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. And I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And get a copy of Jim's book, Walk in Their Shoes. Can one person change the world? So many inspiring stories in here. Um, And you, too, as Jim would say in the book, you, too, can go from darkness to light. We'll see you next time on the show. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. We will be paying forward so many ideas, so many tools, so many gifts to all of you because you have inspired us to be better and better and better each year. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Tune in each Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for the hit radio show that illuminates the heart-centered bond of animal and human as souls destined to find each other in a lifetime. Each week, this world-renowned animal communicator, through her live call-in show, will assist you in understanding animals as light beings, here to raise the vibrational level of this planet. They're ready. Are you What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com. Feel like you just can't find your happiness? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Not feeling comfortable in your body? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Christy has a divine healing gift, and her process will help you experience a perspective reboot. 
Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christy, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us.